Hello there, Nicola Barden here from Q102's Weekend Buzz. I hope you are all doing really well and thank you so, so much for pressing play today to listen to this episode. Before I let you listen to the whole thing, I just have a little bit of news for you. So if you're a fan of the Weekend Buzz or this is the first time you've ever listened to it, amazing and thank you and scroll back. We've got over 70 episodes there. So there's some great chats for you to listen to from the likes of the cast of SVU, from Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Grey's Anatomy, loads of stuff, some amazing singers, reality stars, great in-depth conversations for you to enjoy and I know that's what you're here for so that's why I have to tell you my news I have rebranded the show and it is now strictly podcast so it's no longer on radio it is just podcast and it goes under the name tis yourself so do come and find us we're on um, Instagram and Twitter and obviously all the places that you're listening to podcasts so if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, Google, Castbox, Good Pods, Spotify we are there I am there with my over 50 guests, fantastic guests. You're going to love some of them. They're absolutely amazing. So we've got some of the cast from like Games of Thrones, Breaking Bad. Yes, Breaking Bad and Game of Thrones. Can you believe it? Uh, Some amazing singers like Shane Ward, Matt Cardle are there. We have the actor Jerry O'Connell, who had some surprising roots to Ireland, you won't believe. We have... The likes of Tom Lenk from Buffy, who played Andrew. Um, if you're Irish, you'll know the names James Patrice, Trisha's Transformation, Tommy Fleming, the Nolan family. There's loads and loads of stuff in there. We've Sarah Jane Dunn from Hollyoaks. We've got some cast of EastEnders. So there's a real mix of Irish, UK, US guests. And we're just adding to them every single day. We're getting some new guests. Season four is just about to be launched. So come and join me. I'm over here waiting for you to discover me. That's Tiz Yourself with me, Nicola Barden. Hope you enjoy this episode. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is the Weekend Buzz, this is Dublin's Q102 and this is Nicola Barden, all with you until 8am. What is the crack with you? Now, to chat a little about YouTube, okay? So are you a big YouTube follower? Do you watch a lot of stuff on YouTube? Do you watch channels or do you just kind of stick on the odd clip here or there? There's no doubt about it, it has changed lives and no more so than my next guest. She is probably someone that if you don't know them, your kids will definitely know them or your sister will know them if they're like mine. Um, Big, massive fans and not only that, one of the most successful YouTubers to come out of Ireland along with her husband, Jonathan. Anna Saccone Jolie is on the phone right now to talk to me. So morning, Anna. How are you? Good, thank you. How are you? Good, I'm good. So you're, you're over in the UK? Yes, yeah. You guys haven't been able to get home in quite a, quite a while, I imagine. 
No, it's really weird. I mean, by now, well, this is the longest I've ever gone without seeing my family. I haven't seen my mom in almost a year, which sounds really weird to say. Yeah. Um, and it's the longest my kids have gone without seeing both sides, both sides of the family and like their grandparents. And it's just really strange. But it's been a weird year for everybody, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah that, that is the thing. Like the YouTube channel at least keeps you busy and keeps the kids busy, keeps you all kind yeah. of busy with in terms of distraction wise. Yes. And actually, the kids have kept each other busy as well, which has been a blessing <laughs> because <laughs> during lockdown. I mean, I actually I honestly felt really bad for people that only had you know, one child, because during lockdown, they couldn't see anybody. And it was, I think it must be so difficult for parents um, that only have one child to keep them entertained. And then they have to work at the same time. And at least with our four, they all had each other. Mm. So that actually worked out for the better. I, I thought it would be more stressful, but actually it was okay. Did you, how did you find being at home the whole time? And especially with the kids? Um, to be honest, it wasn't as terrible <laughs> as we had kind of imagined it to be it wasn't as different as um kind of the norm for us because we do both of us both Jonathan and I work from home anyway so we are home quite a bit obviously it changed things with you know we couldn't go to school and um we couldn't go into London as often as we had been but um with the just the whole family unit I mean we're all really close anyway and we're all really used to being together and we were so lucky that we had a big garden and the weather was actually really nice during that time. So we were lucky. We actually, it wasn't as awful as we had anticipated. <laughs> yeah, I think we all have taken some positives and some, obviously some negatives. The negatives are very obvious, mm-hmm. but the positives, yeah. it's been, you have to, you have to look for them in a situation like this. Exactly. Otherwise, it can get really depressing. I mean, for anybody. Um, I mean, I lost my grandmother during... Um, it was in April. And so that was really difficult because obviously we couldn't go. There wasn't even, there was a funeral, but it was a very, very small funeral. And I still feel a little bit, um, it's almost like a, I'm disjointed from, from the family or disconnected from the family because I haven't, I feel like I haven't really mourned that loss. And it's so strange because I know so many people who are in the same boat. And it's almost just like the last year was kind of a blur for everybody, you know? Yeah. And I just feel so bad for anyone, like you said, who who hasn't been able to go to a funeral. So therefore, it's it's almost, you know, it's real, but it feels like it's not because you haven't been able to say your proper goodbye. Yes, exactly. That I think that is the hardest thing. Yeah. Um, how is your mom finding it? You know, not being able to see the grandkids, not being able to see you. Yeah, it has been. Re- that's the hardest part. Like that part kind of makes me want to cry because, you know, they were so they're so close to my mom and to Jonathan's mom, too. And I think both of them are really feeling the effects now of not being able to because it's it's all very I mean, we're so lucky that we have FaceTime now and we have, you know, all of these different ways of catching up with each other and kind of seeing each other. But it isn't the same as, you know, touching each other like giving each other a hug like it's just not the same is it no. uh, having said that we are really lucky that we obviously if it, if this were like even 10 20 years ago things would have been a lot different but 10 years ago was your youtube started then yes yeah wow. yeah <laughs> i know it was a lot different 10 years ago we had no kids <laughs> uh, i think we just had one dog so yeah 10 years ago that was when we started is it mad for you to think back to that? Because I suppose when you would have started, I know obviously Jonathan and you were together, but you also kind of were your own person and now you're everybody's mom. 
and Jonathan's yeah. wife and stuff like that. So people might asso- they think of you and they associate you with your family. Whereas when you started, you you kind of were you were just Anna. Yeah, it is strange, and it's almost like I kind of um, you know obviously a lot of my growing up was done without the internet, but it is almost like I became a mom and I grew up a lot in those ten years in front of lots of people. <laughs> so yeah. that can that comes with positives and negatives, but. Obviously, the positives just far outweigh the negatives, really. I just, I've, I'm so, so happy because, you know, ten, that last 10 years when you, you have, your kids are really little and you're kind of just starting a family, you forget so much. And so I'm so, so thankful and grateful to have the footage that some of it, I mean, I look back on and I'm like, I didn't even remember that, you know, yeah. and it's scary how much you forget. So I'm really glad that we captured those moments because um, they're just so lovely to look back on and our kids love looking back on them as well. I suppose because you're doing it so long now, do you have weeks where you're just like, no, Jonathan, I am not filming anything this week. That You can go <laughs> off and do it. I couldn't be bothered. Um, we, we don't, honestly. I mean, we get that question a lot, but I think we have the balance right. When, we, when the balance is off, you kind of know. You just know. You yeah. feel it. I think that's, that goes the same for any job. You feel stressed. You don't want to get up in the morning kind of thing. But we are really careful with each other and with, with each other's mental health and with our own mental health. And we just kind of check in. We're good at checking in um, with that because we know when things get overstretched, you just can't. You can't work. And uh, it's really difficult. I mean, we both of us, want this to be an enjoyable thing and if it weren't enjoyable there just wouldn't be a point but I guess that's like with any job you have to be happy in what you do Yeah and I totally agree with that but there's also the side I suppose that anyone that's in the public eye is that if I'm having a crap day at work you know I don't have to be on a screen or I don't have to read comments under my Instagram or somebody's saying <laughs> I look like crap today or something like that you know and see I th- what I always say is that you always remember the negative comments and never really the good ones so I would find that if you're in a bad sink of mind for even just a day sometimes those things can get to you do you have does that happen to you or you, is it like water off a duck's back now at this stage um, I think because we've been doing it for so long and also as you know, as things have gone on and as the years have gone by, we've just got more and more busy with real life stuff. So I used to, I used to really take on, and I, I, I'm by nature a people pleaser. So I don't like, you know, I want people to, to like me and I, I want to do, you know, I, I, I don't want to offend anybody and I don't want to piss anybody off. So that's just in my nature. I don't like, you know, if people have a, a problem with something, I want to write that wrong kind of thing. Mm. Um, but as we've got busier and, you know, I just, I don't have as much time to kind or as much energy to put into thinking about all of these people and how I could, how I can make things better for them because I'm too busy doing that for my family. It's kind of, I think it's just the case of being too busy to even really notice anymore. But of course it's still there. And, you know, sometimes it may still sting a little bit. That's just human nature. But I think we've just learned, you know, it's just, it comes with experience. We've been just doing this for so long and it just, it is like second nature now. <laughs> I suppose when you probably think back to when you first started and there was no kids and you maybe had more time for yeah. reading of the comments and uh, yeah. uh, getting to, getting into your head a little bit more. Whereas when you have babies and, and kids, you, yeah. you just don't have the time. <laughs> no, <laughs> exactly. 
And you're um, a very a quite an outspoken body positivity. You know, you like to promote that kind of side of stuff. Is that mm-hmm. something that you decided to take a stand on? Something that accidentally happened? Um, I think it was just a natural progression, kind of like what I was saying about you know the last ten years growing up a lot. And I think a lot of growing up does happen in your twenties and you know going into your thirties and hopefully beyond too. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm happy to just keep growing and keep learning. But yeah, I think it was just so I went through a 12-year battle with an eating disorder and it was so, so awful and I just wouldn't wish that hell on anybody. And I just, I think because I have got such a big platform after I recovered fully, I really wanted to spread the message that if I can do it, anybody can. And I, I really, I'm really passionate about, you know, I have two, I have four kids, I have two girls and I think it affects boys too, but I, I'm just so conscious of putting out a good message not just for them, but for any young girls and boys out there that are watching or listening. It must sit, when you think back to that time when you were going through them struggles, that's such a long time in your life. And I, I know it started when you were a teenager, which is, I suppose, for a lot of people, when an eating disorder does kind of start to manifest. That girl that was back then, you probably would never have imagined where she, where you'd be happy and, and content in your life. No, I mean, I always say that I feel like I've gone back to... You know, you're, if you are struggling with, I think, any kind of um, mental health struggles, I don't think it has to specifically be an eating disorder. I think it could be anxiety. It could be depression. It kind of just robs you of yourself and of your sense of self as well. Um, and I felt like a different person. So when I did recover, I feel like I've gone back to the old Anna, like the Anna that I was before this all came about when I was a teenager. And it's been really nice as a journey just to kind of go back to that person that I was and I've kind of realized I should silly to think that I needed to change because actually there was nothing there's nothing wrong with anybody as they are they don't need to change for anyone but I guess it just took me a good few years to actually realize that. (laughs) And I think the thing is that anybody who's listening or who knows someone who's going through the struggle like that you want to shake these people and be like you know just eat something or you know know. and it's not that simple and as you probably know yourself it really takes you to make the turnaround. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I had the most supportive system imaginable. Like I had Jonathan, who's amazing and he always tried to help. But ultimately, it was down to me because I think like with anybody, um, you know, unfortunately, you just you can't force somebody to recover. You can't force somebody to get help or get better until they themselves are ready and kind of decide that they've had enough and that they, they want to change. It's it's something that I suppose that you think about a lot with um, the pandemic and being in isolation and people who mm-hmm. might have been hiding either mental illness, an eating disorder, anything like that from their peers. And now they can kind of do it a little bit more because they might be isolated or people who never had that before, who are now yes. so stressed and worried that this is manifesting in that way. Yeah, I mean, I think it it can be it's so difficult for everybody. And I mean, everybody is going through it, but um, I think it can. I'm I'm so grateful that I overcame this before the whole pandemic happened because yeah. I don't know what it would have been. I mean, I, I can't imagine. I, I don't want to imagine what it would have been like um, if that hadn't been the case. It's something I see. Yeah, it's something that's quite scary to think about. But you're in, you know, when mm-hmm. when you look at your life now, you must be that you're like that. That wasn't me. That wasn't me back then. This is- yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. It's like a different like I said, it's like. It's like being, you know, somebody's taken over your body kind of thing. Yeah, it's just it takes a lot of, 
it was like a whole journey of self-discovery. And ultimately, it kind of just brought me back around, like I said, to who I was before the eating disorder. And it's, it's just really cool to, to realize that actually I was fine the way I was and there was no point in changing anything. And I suppose you now know what to look for because you have children now. You know what it was for you that started you on that road that you can now almost be aware of if you've seen it happening to someone in your life. Yeah, and I think Jonathan too, actually, because I mean, he lived with, he's lived with it too. I mean, I was only 19 when we met, so he knows the signs now almost better than I do, actually. I mean, sometimes he can point out, you know, in, in some, like in passing, he'll point out something about somebody and I won't have even known it. So um, I think it's given us a really good awareness of it. But having said that, you know, there's so many outside influences that mm. you want to protect your children as much as possible. But I think I'm very realistic about it, too. I know that, you know, my parents wanted to protect me, too, and they couldn't. <laughs> and it's not their fault that that happened. It's just every child has to go out and have their own journey and, you know, live their own life. So you try to do your best, but ultimately, you know, it's their own journey to, to go on. I can't believe that yourself and Jonathan have been together since you're 19. That That's, in these days, to go longer than three years. It's, <laughs> it's, it's amazing. But I think what I do like about it is uh, my sisters are massive fans of the YouTube channel. So I, I've known oh, it without you. without knowing for, I just ended up <laughs> watching them for years without kind of realising. And now I obviously I know who your family, I know them all now. <laughs> but um, you guys don't sugarcoat everything, which is what I suppose is a good thing. You, you, I've seen videos where you know you've been upset on screen because of something a troll might have said, or you know because you've had an up and down in you know relationships or children mm-hmm. or you know trying to have more yeah. children, stuff like that. It's not where we scroll on Instagram and everything is a highlight reel. Yeah, I mean it's difficult to get the balance too because you want to be as honest. I mean that's always been our prerogative because we started this also you know not as parents. It was just the two of us. So we were always, especially in the beginning, we were so honest and probably even more real than now because now it's so, you know, you have a bigger audience and with that comes responsibility. So we try to maintain that level of honesty, but then at the same time, you have to be a little bit aware that, you know, you don't want to offend people and there's so many, with so many people watching, it's just, you have more responsibility. So I definitely don't want to ever sugarcoat things because, you know, as much as, when you're in control of the camera, you do decide when you want to film and when you don't want to film. So there's an element of that. But I, I do think that we can still discuss things that have happened that were maybe not so positive and have a conversation about them. And I think people relate to that. Oh, definitely. Because I know sometimes, like I follow Roz Purcell on Instagram and she's um, very body positive and she puts the pictures yeah. looking fabulous and then she'll put up these are the seven pictures that didn't make it and you just kind of breathe out and go oh thanks be to god it's not just me who takes 12 pictures until you get one that looks semi-decent and I think yeah. anybody who's a mom and who or who's a dad and is at home and is homeschooling and stressed you know during lockdown and then they look and they see and they're it's not like Mary Poppins floating in going everything is perfect <laughs> you know that kind of yeah. way they can see when you're stressed too yeah. Exactly. And I'm so I'm really open as well about the fact that we have got help because I always have this question. You know, we don't have any family here Mm. um, in the UK. And when so when we moved here, we did get help because we were working so much. And I I hate that sometimes, you know, we keep our nanny off camera, obviously, for like privacy reasons. But at the same time, I don't want anybody to think that 
I don't have help because I hate when I get the comment or the question like, how do you do it all? And I'm like, I don't. <laughs> I don't do it all. If I did, I wouldn't be able to work. Like you wouldn't be seeing any content, basically. Yeah. So it's definitely, it does take a village and there's no shame in saying that. But I also just, I think it's, it would be unfair to pretend otherwise. I think it's very funny there's the stigma around the nanny and yeah. I'm like if, when I have kids if I can afford someone to give me a hand <laughs> I will like Vogue Williams is the same she's been quite open saying that you know she her and Spencer have a nanny because you do have to work if this person can mind your children in your home and you're working in your home if you can if you can do it why wouldn't you do it? Yeah and I think I think especially like for our well Especially for us, because we, Jonathan and I, were never, we never had a nanny, either of us. We didn't come from that kind of a background. And we always just had our parents and then they relied on either family or, you know, it was just different. So we just, we didn't really know how to approach the whole thing or, and we were so clueless going into it. Like, we have made loads of mistakes. (laughs) I've just, you know, I've learned from all of them. But um, I think initially like I just didn't know I thought like is a nanny kind of like a Mary Poppins that comes in and I didn't want that I didn't want somebody to just take over Mm. so I think we have a really good balance where we're still really hands-on and we just kind of have somebody to help and step in when we can't do everything because it's just impossible. Well like I've got three sisters so I grew up in a family of four much like you know your family and it's chaos it's absolute chaos there's no quiet time there's no privacy you know I have three no. minor three sisters so like the rows that would break out so you know mm-hmm. you're getting along one minute you're killing each other then your friends again or yeah. you know that kind of stuff and yeah I'm sure if my parents could have they would have had somebody there that can come in and while one person's making the dinner can keep an eye on the that kind of stuff yeah it's yeah it's it's a weird thing that people just I suppose they look at the American nanny and maybe that's what they associate with. the yes. Someone who comes in and picks them up in the morning, puts them to bed, you know, the enti- yeah. their entire day. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Yeah, and it's funny because I, I know, well, we both notice it, that whenever Jonathan, um, obviously this is different, but like whenever Jonathan gives interviews, 
he doesn't get asked the nanny question. Um, mm. but I usually do, or not even, it doesn't even have to go that deep. It's more like if we go to an interview, I'll be asked where the children are and not Jonathan. <laughs> so I think there's more, it's more, there's more judgment put on the mum, especially if, you know, especially the working mum, like, yeah. why aren't you looking after your own kids? <laughs> and even people, and so I think, even people sorry. on Instagram saying to you, how do you do it all? Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> you know, I'm a mum, yeah, and I do have to do a lot of stuff, but I also, they have a dad that's here. Yeah. You're not asking him that in I the know. comments. Exactly. <laughs> it's, it's like, yeah, it's just, I think it's old fashioned, but it is changing. Okay. I I think, I hope um, for the better. And people are kind of getting more used to seeing working moms or, or even say, even if I were a stay at home mom and I wanted help. I mean, there's no shame in that. <laughs> no, but also it's your own life. Like I know you're putting your life there out on like internet on YouTube and stuff, but also you're not, you're not featuring your nanny, but you're not denying she's there. You're not going, oh no. No, no, I did all this. No, like, yeah, you know I mean? no, I think I think that would be different, and I would not, I wouldn't feel good about that. I, I've always just wanted to be really upfront and honest, and if you know, if it's something that I don't mind sharing, I'll, I'm an open book um, for most things, actually. Mm. But I just, I, I don't see any shame in it, and I think, I think people will relate more if you are real and if you do, you know, if you try and hide something, it just, it's like with my whole battle with my eating disorder I just felt so dishonest all the time because I felt like I was hiding a part of me um and then out the other side having recovered I'm so happy to be able to kind of speak my truth now and not have to feel shameful or hide from anything anymore and do you look back on videos that maybe that were during that time as you were recovering or stuff like that are you able to look back at those yeah I don't I mean the thing is that because of how we do what we do, we don't ever put out anything that we're not happy with. Mm -hmm. So it's not like there's another like producer or film crew or anything like that. So it's, you know, I know that there's no danger in me looking back at something and being triggered by it because I just wouldn't have put something like that out there anyway. But, um, and also the things that, you know, the things I'm looking back on for me, it's more just like the memories of that time with my children. So I don't really focus too much on myself. It's more so, oh my yeah. God, look how small, look how little the children were back then. You <laughs> yeah. Know? yeah, exactly. It's like looking through the photo album. You don't, you don't want to look at yourself. You're like, oh no, I'll just, oh, no. how cute they are. It's yeah. <laughs> like you have so many subscribers now and obviously every single video gets and millions of, of hits um, no matter the topic because you have the hardcore fans that will just watch they just watch every week and watch every time you put up a video but do you remember is there like a key moment like a, a you know the million subscriber or something that really stands out for yourself and Jonathan as kind of like wow this is this is something good that we're doing um Gosh, I think there there are quite a few different moments. It kind of depends on, um, like, we've done lots of conventions um, Mm. all over the world and met people, like, met our viewers and book tours. And I think every time we meet people face-to-face, that's, I mean, that's, like, the gold because that's just, like, why we do what we do. It's amazing to meet somebody and for them to kind of, like, have a heart-to-heart with you and tell you why they watch or why, how you've changed their life. Um, I think that is just the best thing about what we do. Um, obviously, you know, the whole, the milestone of surpassing a million subscribers. I do remember that because I know Jonathan, we were actually, I think in Cork when that happened. Um, I think it was around Christmas time. And so he had like a countdown going on on his laptop. And so I do remember that moment. But oh, wow. I think, like I said, I think it, it's more the in-person 
um, the people that we meet in person and the in-person, like, um, just those moments that we have with viewers face-to-face, they're so special and they mean so much to both of us. How are the people when you come back to Dublin and to Cork? Like, because Irish people are so weird with celebrities anyway, like, Bono could be sitting (laughs) beside you and you're like... I'm not even going to acknowledge that it's Bono. (laughs) It's kind of like, yeah, I know you're Bono, but I'm going to pretend you're not. And it's we have this weird sensation. And I know like even with the likes of Melanie Murphy, she lives here. So she's obviously around her hometown all the time. And I I always wonder, there's people in your hometown that are watching you. But do people actually come up to you when you're home and kind of be like, hi, how's it going? (laughs) Well, I think the difference between us, I mean, I don't, we definitely don't consider ourselves to be celebrities. We're just normal people. Um, And I think that is the whole thing about YouTube is that people are more, um, they can relate more, you know, we're just normal people. And so they really feel like a connection or that we're friends, which I think is really lovely. I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. Um, And so, yeah, whenever, I mean, definitely whenever it happens here too, but especially when we go back to Ireland, um, I mean, lots and lots of people always come up, it, especially I think the the one that stood out to me the most was when we went to Galway and we literally couldn't move <laughs> because every two seconds, like every step that we took, another person would come in for a picture. Um, but, you know, it was really nice. I love it. I think it's really, it's heartwarming to be able to to meet people and, you know, to kind of feed off of their excitement as well. And I just, I really like it. I suppose and it's nice to come home when especially when you haven't been home in a while and it's not like people are like shunning you or whatever like that they're like hello you're home oh my god it's great and kind of chatting to you about why you're home and stuff yeah no it's always been a positive experience I mean because obviously you know that if you're on the internet there's a certain ask like there's a there's an element of trolling and Mm -hmm. you know that kind of thing that goes on but Honestly, I mean, in real life, I've never come across anything but kindness from everybody. It's just been really, really overwhelmingly positive. And, you know, both Jonathan and I, we just we love we love meeting people. We just love it. We think that's that's the most rewarding part of our job. I just I laugh at people who give you abuse on not you personally but give abuse online because like you could update your Twitter status saying God I love strawberry jam and you'll get fifty people that be like oh why do you hate marmalade why are you so up for exactly. like, sorry what <laughs> you know yeah and if you met them in person they'd be like hello how are you <laughs> exactly oh, yes yeah. yeah we've actually yeah we've met some um, without them even realizing I've I've distinctly remember I think I spoke about this on our podcast that we did that we met a troll in an airport once um, and I recognized her from her picture and I think her she had said some stuff about like um, moving to Turkey and then she was in the airport and she was actually going to Turkey and she said that to me and I think she didn't realize that um, I knew who she was but she had been really really nasty like kind of every day like hounding our channel and leaving nasty comments um but i was so nice to her because i don't i mean i, I wouldn't i would never dream of being anything different mm. and she was so nervous and she was shaking and she was really lovely she didn't say anything nasty she just wanted a picture and after i met her in person that time her screen name just never came back and she never trolled again so <laughs> i don't know maybe i turned her it's but that's the thing because and it's like it's very easy to get angry in those situations to go up and be like come here you do you know what you said that really upset me that day but it's <laughs> like when you're fighting with your your sibling you know it's more annoying yeah. to be to be nice to them 
and then yeah. they get more worked up. But like the, that's the troll thing. If you're nice to them, they want you to yeah. react in a bad way and they can justify what they've said about you. They can go back on Twitter and be like, ha, I met her today and she, she said <laughs> exactly. this. Whereas yeah. if, if you're nice to them, they're like, oh, God. yeah and I do think that people are inherently good I think it's just sometimes unfortunately the internet brings out the worst in people but I don't think that from for the most part I mean I know there's some nasty people out there but for the most part I don't think that most of them are like that in real life I think they're probably actually quite normal nice people just who get a bit too excited at a keyboard. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> For, well, obviously, if anyone who doesn't follow you, you're one of the few people out there who don't follow you. Obviously, you guys are on YouTube at the Sacconi Jolies um, and you personally have your own Instagram for everyone to yeah. follow. Um, and it's just been so nice to talk to you, Anna. It's just, I love talking to people these days because we have nothing yeah. else to do. <laughs> I know, it's true. I really miss our social interactions, to be honest. Yeah, you but. must, like, even going to the school, you can't do the same of hanging around the school gates anymore. I know. Yeah, it's you just you're you're hopeful to get a wave through the car window. <laughs> <laughs> so every phone call me just like is like, oh, tell me about your life, and I just love having somebody new to talk to. So thank you well, so much for taking time you. out from your busy school and kids' schedule. That's <laughs> uh, all right. Well, thank you for having me, and look forward Lovely. to seeing the next few videos. Thanks. Say hello to Jonathan from me. I will. Thank <laughs> you. Chat to you soon, Anna. Bye. Bye, 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 bye. Irish YouTube sensation Anna Sacconi Jolie there chatting all about life. <laughs> life in lockdown, life as a mum of four, life behind a screen. Um, Very, very interesting. And if you are a fan of hers and you don't already follow her, you can go on to YouTube. The Sacconi Jolies have their own channel. You can also follow her on Instagram. Great gal. Great gal all around and a really fascinating open, very open chat, which is um, is very refreshing. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you are listening to us on our podcast channel, please do have a scroll through the other ones that are here and maybe there is something else that you might enjoy. Thank you so much for listening. I really, really appreciate it. And every single listen, I'm marking it down on my calendar, how many, and it just really, oh, it just warms my heart. So thank you so much. That's all I have time for today. Look after yourselves, stay safe, wear your mask and just be kind to each other. Bye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Are you ready for truly hydrated skin? Meet Hyaluronic Body Serum, a breakthrough in body care from Osea. It's clinically proven to instantly increase hydration by 161%. Their lightweight, fast-absorbing serum delivers 24 hours of nonstop hydration for silky, smooth skin without the sticky afterfeel. Osea's latest innovation combines the magic of their best-selling Hyaluronic Sea Serum with a new formula that's good for the whole body and five types of hyaluronic acid to target every layer of the skin. 
Osea is a women-founded, women-led brand that's been crafting seaweed-powered products for nearly 30 years. The best part? Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified. So you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code SUMMER at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com code SUMMER. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. It really means a lot to me and I really hope you enjoyed it. Do scroll back and see if there's anything else that you might enjoy. And before I let you go, do remember to come and find me on my new podcast, Tis Yourself. Again, talking to celebrities, this time a lot more in depth. So there might be longer episodes there. And we're talking about what was life like before they became famous, the different alternative roads they could have went down, how life changed for them for good and bad. And so, so, so much more. And of course, the thing that they're best known for. So come and find me, Tis Yourself with Nicola Barden. And I really hope you'll enjoy the new episodes. They're up to date. They're brilliant. There's some great people there. And I'd love your support. So please do come find us. That's Tis Yourself with Nicola Barden.